0: Well, brothers and sisters, I think that if we went to really any person in the world and asked them this question, do you think that I have come to establish peace on earth? Does that sound like something Jesus would say? I am pretty sure we would get 100%. Does Jesus come to establish peace on earth? Oh yeah, that totally sounds like Jesus. But that is not what the gospel readings tell us today. We have uncomfortable readings today. And it starts out, with prophet Jeremiah. And it gives us background to what happens when we preach what the Lord puts on our heart. When we stand up for our faith, we end up in the mud. Jeremiah is going to the Jews to tell them how to run the political situation at the time that the Lord put on his heart. And they're like, nope, not, not wanting to listen to this guy. And this is not like going down to Chicago where it might be very anti-everything we stand for as as Catholic, this is over 2,000 years ago. Everyone pretty much believed the same thing. They were all Jews. They all believed in God. Can you imagine if we lived in a society where every single person was at least Catholic? We agreed on the creed. That's not the situation we live in. And yet, the prophet here, Jeremiah, stands up for the truth stands up for what the Lord tells him, and he gets put in a well, down in the mud. So that kind of puts us in the mindset, right? And here we go into the gospel, and our Lord is saying, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it was already burning. So what is he talking about here, right? Because we know that Jesus, we know that God is the Prince of Peace. And here he says, I have not come to establish peace on earth, but to cause division, And this, really, for me, kind of stems from one of, uh, again, another just stereotype, if you will, about Jesus. Like, what does it mean to follow Jesus? You want to know what answer you get a lot of times? You know what? I think, kind of, I'm supposed to just, like, generally be a a nice person. I think if I'm nice, Jesus, he was a nice guy. He would be nice, so he wants me to be nice. (laughs) No, he doesn't. Jesus is not a nice person. Of course, he's a virtuous person, he's God, he's all good, but nice is never used in the gospel. He wants us to be bold, he wants us to stand up for our faith, because brothers and sisters, this peace where, you know what, I don't want to cause any problems, I don't really want to disturb anyone, and that's what I think I'm called to do as a, as a Catholic, just to kind of, you know, not cause any waves. That's not Christianity, brothers and sisters. There is nothing lukewarm about Christ. He's bold. He's in our faces. And he says, you know what? I've come to cause division. Because if you don't stand for anything, if you're not, excuse me, delivery, if you're not against anything, you're not for anything. And brothers and sisters, we as Catholics are for so many beautiful things. We're for life we're for beauty, we're for goodness, we're for the truth. That's what our faith teaches us. That's what our faith is foundationally uh, a part of, this radicality that comes with our faith that Christ is talking about here. So how do we talk about the world being on fire, right? What is fire? It destroys. It tears down. It eliminates. But I'll never forget... I loved this one trip. I had the opportunity. My dad's brother lives out in Coeur Idaho. We drove out there before my senior year. On the way out there, we went to Yellowstone. It's a beautiful place. Oh, my goodness. America, we have so many amazing treasures. And we're there, and you're going through all these forests, and all of a sudden, there's like this new life in an area. It's like, what's going on here? This looks totally different than anything we've seen. Smaller trees, but bursting with life. It's like, oh, well, a while back, it could have been like 15 years ago, there was a huge fire there. we always hear about the fires out in California, right? They're, they're terrible things. They displace homes and whatnot. But in regards to like nature and, and the plan of earth, those fires actually create a lot of life because it removes all the corruption. It removes all the dead matter and allows all of this room for new life. And our Lord is saying to us, brothers and sisters, there is death in your heart, I want it gone. If there is something in your life that is keeping you from living fully, I want it destroyed, I want it burned, I want it gone. So yes, of course, Christ is all about peace. He's all about truth. But true peace comes when death isn't there. We can't really love someone if we are allowing, I love you, but this death in your life I'm just gonna let it be. That's not love. That's so we need to be a little agitating and standing up for the truth and knowing that the Holy Spirit will come through us to recognize, brothers and sisters, that the heart on fire does not stay alone. Right? Think of out in the wilderness. A fire is going to spread. It's the same thing with our faith, brothers and sisters. That we, receiving the Eucharist, truly on fire, truly inspired by the Holy Spirit, can go out and spread that truth to those around us. And the last thing I'm going to leave you with today, brothers and sisters, is um, just a quick thought. I'm a young priest, very visual person. I love seeing public displays of faith. There's different things, but it's a beautiful thing to see. For me, it's very inspiring go to a restaurant, if I see someone make a sign of the cross, praying before meals, wow, look at that person. That's great. If I'm at a church praying, maybe out of city, and I see someone mine for confession, wow, that person going to confession really understands their faith. They're really getting after it, right? The most impressive thing for me, personally, is when I'm distributing communion and I see someone come up and go like this. What does that mean? When we do this, saying, Father, can I have your blessing? Maybe they're not Catholic, but it could mean that I'm acknowledging that I'm not in a state to receive communion right now. That's a beautiful thing, that's a courageous thing. I recognize that person is reflecting on their moral life, and they also understand what's going on up here. They understand that Jesus is in this house of God up here we call it tabernacle. And they recognize that that should only be received when there is no grave situation going on in their soul. Now I know Monsignor Deutsch had this Mass last week, and one little line he said in his homily was, "You know, if we don't see you in Mass on Thursday, we'll see you in the confessional on Saturday. We had the Assumption on Thursday, and that was a little bit of a quick line uh, that he had, but there was something serious there, brothers and sisters. This understanding that when we have a holy day of obligation, whether it's a Sunday or the Assumption, We as a community have to go to Mass. And now, brothers and sisters, I'm not talking about if someone was sick or physically unable to get to church or if work schedule made it impossible to attend a Mass. I'm talking about the situation where someone said, Yeah, I know they announced that it's Assumption, I know the Mass times, but I just don't really want to go. Brothers and sisters, I'm just a young priest, right? This has been my home for two years. But now it's my new job to be your father, your teacher, and I really don't want to go to hell. So part of my job is to tell you guys the truth. And I have to let you know that if that was the situation on Thursday, I love you guys, but you should really pray about whether or not you're able to receive communion today. And I will be there in the confessional waiting for you to come back as soon as possible. I love you guys very much. I really appreciate being at this parish. And I want you to know I pray for you every single day. If there's anything I can do, please let me know and please keep praying for me.